Do you want Dearden or Townsend back? Not really, man. <laughs> <laughs> can't, give, can't give them away. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 12 of the Catch and Pass podcast. This week, Full Squad is back with Dave, Brad, Al, and myself. On this week's episode, we're going to go over round 16 results. We'll touch on the uh, Dragons debacle, State of Origin game two, uh, the team list for game three. Our top three this week is our top three number nines. Then we will wrap it up with our tips for round 17, which is a short round, and then we'll go into our predictions for game three. How's it going, boys? What's happening? Wait, did you say top three number nine? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought you said hookers, so I'm going to have to do a new list. I said number nine. (laughs) 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 How do you wear in there, Benny? I I did not pick up on that. How do you wear in there, bro? Cavs. Is that Cavs? Yeah, boy. And it's purely because I just wanted a black hat and one that was fairly plain. I don't really give a shit about it at all. Purchased in 2016. (laughs) Uh, Probably would have been around that time, actually, when I bought it, to be honest. (laughs) But not even joking. How are you going, Dave? Good, man. Good, yeah. Days off. Just chilling. Um, Pretty pumped. I just got this jersey from uh, Joel Carson. He listens to the podcast, so shout out, mate. Thanks for the jersey. Oh, is that the one you got from somewhere? I thought it was, a, yeah. said it was this year's. No, this no, 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 no. That's no. an old school one. That's no, just the Antet sponsors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. that's that's old. Yeah. What yeah. year would that be? Like 2001? No, this is 98. 98. Yeah. Yeah, I think Antet went tits up in 2001 or something, didn't they? Took it would have been around that time, yeah. There you go. Antet, that's hectic. I've got I've got the fucking um, the Sunday markets version of the old school one. <laughs> Doesn't have anything on it except for the fucking Bronx logo. Go and get a winter patch <laughs> off eBay and stuff it on. <laughs> what do you mean up to Stocksy? Um, yeah, just a bit of work from home because you know New South Wales is fucking killing it at the moment. Uh, and even though I live in regional New South Wales, we're still. Um, wearing masks and everything but you know good to be safe so what happens Everyone. when you go to canberra they got nothing no they're the same pretty much yeah oh right it's like springfield so, yeah. and shelbyville <laughs> yeah all right boys we'll uh, go into the recap around 16 uh just be a fairly quick one uh roosters over this uh storm over the roosters 46 nil dragons over the warriors in golden point 1918 it's probably the last thing they're going to celebrate this year Penrith over, uh, over Para, 13-12. Uh, most kick, uh, missed that penalty goal to win. Manly over the Dogs, 66-0. Titans over the Raiders, 44-6. Knights over the Cowboys, 38-0. Broncos over the Sharks, 26-18. It's probably Broncos' best performance of this year. And Bunnies over the Tigers, 38-22. I don't know if there's been a time where there's been three games in one round with such huge winning margins of 46-0, 66-0, and 38-0. That's insane. There were also nail-biters, though. There was two games that went to the wire, or three games that went to the wire, so... Mm. Okay. There Bit was, but mix. I think the um, the trend of 
massive wins is becoming more and more apparent yeah, as this year goes on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a wonder. I mean, obviously, this series that the new rules have contributed to that, but I mean, yeah, it's really hard to say, isn't it? I didn't think so to start with, but I've listened to a few different people's opinions on it, and I don't necessarily agree that the six again rules and whatnot are directly impacting as far as fitness and stuff goes. Yeah, I was going to say fitness. But I do agree that it the momentum seems to be harder to bring back. Like once the team's up, it seems to be very hard for the other team to drag that back in. I don't know how that really relates to the rule changes, but they must I mean it must be something well when well well a team team gets a roll on, gets multiple six agains. Um think of it as you're a defending team. Um, you're making extra tackles. You're not getting any rest between sets. Um, it's just tackle, 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 tackle. Uh, then you start getting lazy in your, you know, when you fatigue, the arm might slip up. Someone goes to the bin, and then that makes it even worse and stuff. You know, it's it's got to it's got to have a factor in there. And then of course, there's such a big gap between the best teams and the worst teams at the moment. Like you know, just the top two teams and the rest. There's a massive gap. Well, to be honest, I feel like the gap's even widening between those like top two. I think Melbourne's starting to really like. I saw Cameron Welch coming. Oh, on Melbourne. They're poised to become the first team to score a 1,000 points in a season. Yeah. That's... that's <laughs> they want each or something? <laughs> <laughs> but Cameron Welch came out and said he hates the way the game's going with like not being able to... What did he say? Like the, the wrestle? It wasn't the wrestle. It wasn't something Melbourne like that. But he's like... He misses the like the the grind, the grind. Yeah, yeah it's going yeah. going through the middle. They, they like it's it, you know they they're spreading the ball a lot quicker now. Centers and wingers are getting more involved. Yeah, yeah. Well, look at Origin. It, the 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 centers are making the first hit ups and stuff. Yeah, they're making it too fast. Like I get that where the sort of their idea behind it initially, as far as like watching it on TV and trying to make the game a spectacle, but God, you gotta like it's so it's gone way too far, I think. Yeah, it's becoming touch footy. But I don't know how they bring so, it back now. So, so I reckon there's a gap between the between four and the other twelve teams. There's like Penrith, obviously, Storm, Bunnies to a degree, and maybe I don't know who's the fourth, but Manly. Manly, like there's a massive gap. Like um yeah. You're um yeah, well, when you consider the Dragons are in the eight, like it shows you how big of a division there is just in those eight teams. The fact the Dragons are in there is unbelievable. Dragons and the Sharks. Like, Roosters are in there and you would like, they haven't been going as well this year, but they're a team that would be in and around that sort of top five. But yeah, you look down the list with like Dragons, Sharks, Knights, Cowboys, Titans, Warriors. Like, they're all teams. On like my um like pretty much minus points difference. Every one of them actually, from the dragons down, they they've had more points put on them than they've scored. There's there's been a few teams this year that have been hyped up in the preseason and just disappointing to date oh, so far. Raiders, like, man. Like Raiders. Raiders, Raiders, Warriors, yeah. Cowboys. I think the Warriors will come strong. They'll finish in the eight, I think. Um. But it's yeah, so it's inconsistent, been... though. 
Or is there? The Raiders missed 65 tackles against the Titans. That's unbelievable. 65. Is, yeah. That's so gross. Well, they'd missed 22 in the first half. And everyone was like, oh, man, like 22 tackles in the first half. So they went on to double that in the second does, half. Does, does, Ricky, does Ricky return fire on Twitter to Mrs. Tarpany with, I can't make them tackle? or He can't do anything <laughs> at the moment, I don't think. There's... I think he's, he's, start, he's lost the group, I think. Oh, I don't think he's lost the group, man. I, I don't think, think he has. I think the no. team just aren't playing footy. Like it's think... it's completely on them at this point. No, but whatever he's telling them isn't working. Whatever he's telling them, they're choosing not to do. They're an uncoachable team. That's what it seems like. And I feel like there's oh a yeah, lot no, of no, don't, don't get that, me that wrong. Team. Don't get me wrong. I don't think he's the problem. Yeah, I think yeah. the players are the problem. It's just that they he seems to have lost control of them. Yeah, wanna, well, yeah, I do. I, oh yeah, I do agree with that. I just want to switch guns in the interest of. Fairness to the Broncos on the weekend, like Cronulla, were they four in a row before that game? Yeah, yeah, like playing pretty good footy. Who's the um center, the right center for the Broncos? Stags. Good comeback uh, game, mate. Yeah, no, no, it wasn't Stags. It might be the winger. Oh, you're um, thinking of you're thinking of Herbie Farmer. No, uh, left center then. <laughs> Tessie. Uh, he, no, he's the fullback, mate. Fullback. Oh, he's got a good try in the right corner. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, he's got a good <laughs> yeah, try. Yeah. So just being yeah, no, found had, out for not watching the game. He had a blinder. Yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what, having Stags oh. at that right centre position made all of the yeah. difference, didn't it? Massive difference. He's so influential. And um, I think Tessie knew he was touted as a future fullback. And he had a crack last year and he got, you know, death by social media. He just didn't play very well. But he really mm. showed what he's capable of on the weekend. So I'll stick with him and a couple of new signings and we're nearly there. Makes you wonder why they stuck with Isako for such a long period of time. Was he injured or something, that fella? He, he played me? on the wing, mate. He played on... Oh, no, testing you was playing the reserve grade. That's crazy. Like, mm, yeah. what are they doing? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. If he's playing that well for the Broncos, surely he's killing it at reserve grade. There's a couple of clubs this year right now who are just like, yep, cool, go through the motions and play with what we got and... Like uh, I can mention, my team, the Cowboys, are probably one. Broncos are certainly one, and they're looking forward to next year and the signings. Like in the sort of start of this year, lots of team or a few teams were talking about their signings. Like there was all the Broncos talk, and then there's Nico Hines at Cronulla, and then there's Dearden and the experiments at the Cowboys with Chad Townsend coming, and now there's Lodge going to the Warriors and Townsend at the Warriors. It's like a couple of these teams are just going through the motions this year, and they know that they're not going to come up. I think successful only- against. Sorry, you can't get on. Yeah. So, um, it's a sad, it's sad, man. Like, I don't remember many seasons in the past where like teams are just kind of whatever. But the, probably the biggest one for me, man, is the Bulldogs. Like, they they got pumped on the weekend, and that was a little bit sad to watch. Like, but um, like I said, probably episode one or two, the Bulldogs will be very close to the top eight, if not in it next year with the signings they've got. Um, they've got two oh, big oh. signings coming in. Alex I'm kind Carr of... and Matt, Matt Burton, man. Matt Burton, Matt Burton should change the whole structure of that club. I, think. Yeah. I feel like the only team that's going to improve that hasn't been good this year is the Broncos. I think the Broncos will be top eight next year. But I think they're the only one out of the teams that are struggling at the moment that will have huge improvement. they got to be, man. I'm sick of living in Brisbane and listening to their shit. I, just think with the signings that they have, <laughs> I think with oh. the signings that they've got, their signings that are gonna, they are going to make big changes. They're not whereas they're, you look at the Bulldogs and I think the signings they've got are good ones, no doubt, but I don't think they're gonna be 
you know, crazy changes to how the team's performing. You're not going to miss the eight next year with people like Adam Reynolds. Like, he's just going to deliver so much to that club as a, as a halfback that – who are they playing at 5-8 next to him next year? Stags is it? Stags? Well, uh, well it, we don't know. Stags has come out and said – Gamble has been offered an extension, apparently. Yeah, verbally. Sorry, Dave, go on. I, I didn't get you. Yeah, Stags was saying that um he'd like to, but he'd like to – he'd like a full preseason there. So, I don't think you'll see him there this year. But it wouldn't surprise me if the preseason next year he trains and plays there, so – What's your preference, Dave? Gambler or Stags? I I I prefer Stags in the center, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't mind Gamble, but if I'm if, to be honest, I think Gamble's just a depth a depth player. I don't think he's a mm. full time half. I think he's just there for a bit of depth. Um, I oh, still I think we need to. Yeah, 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 I still think we need to sign a big, a, either a big number six or a big big fullback. But um, do you want Dearden or Townsend back? Not really, man. <laughs> 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 can't, give him, can't give him away. <laughs> Mate, if I watched, I watched Dearden on the on the weekend, and it was I'm, I'm bad. Like, I, so many people were bagging out Kevy for when he let him go and the head of football, <laughs> and and honestly, like it's 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 we it's not a big loss. Reese Walsh, on the other hand, is a big loss, but Dearden, I was Dude. just like, man, yeah. I don't know, he could come good, man, but he's still Look, young. I'll go just one touch on this quickly as well. It's, it's the whole oh, you let Walker go, you let Walsh go. These guys weren't known footballers. Like, were they were they in the system as absolute guns at the Broncos? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Reese Walsh oh, was absolutely well, known, man. Okay. He, he was he 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 was killing it and and stuff. But um, and Kevy's come out and said that he he was of the opinion that he needed a bit more time in reserve grade before um blooding him, and he puts his hand up and says that that was the wrong call. In, in hindsight, but you uh, just don't know that, do you? you it's all in hindsight. That's the problem. Players, pl- mm. players can kill can kill it in reserve grade and then just be complete melts in fucking um, first grade, and it's it's just one of those things you don't know until you take the plunge. And it's just, uh, what what was disappointing was seeing the preseason form he had for us, and then he was just gone, and everyone was just like going, "Fuck yeah, we can't wait for this kid to debut," and then but then he was just gone and. Mm. Oh. And especially so did he we play were... preseason games with the Broncos? Yeah, this year? he yeah. played preseason yeah. at fullback, at carved up at fullback. But like Alan said, Kevy was um, persistent that oh, he just needed time to grow. He needed time to grow, blah blah blah. And even though we had such struggles at fullback, he just he he wasn't even allowed a crack. That's what's the most disappointing thing is he just wasn't even allowed a debut game or a crack. And Warriors well, went, we've seen see the talent in this kid. We'll you can't be sitting and... on players that are guns like that anymore. <clears throat> Like it's not well, it's not like twenty years ago when you could do that, where it wasn't no. unusual for players to sort of sit in the lower grades. Well, I, I, hate, I hate I hate to lift I, I hate to lift topics from a um, rival pod, podcasts, but uh, uh, another rugby league podcast Don't I was listening it. to mentioned that. <laughs> um, so so the host of this podcast is a former NRL player, and he he mentions that when he was playing that. In this, in that sort of circumstance, the coach would promise you if you if you extend on, you know, you know, we may have to pay you unders for a year or two, but then you'll get the then you'll get the big money. But if you just extend now, then I promise you'll be playing first grade next year. Yeah. And and then the player goes, oh great, I'll sign. And then you say, sorry mate, you're not making the team. <laughs> but then they're contracted, and then they still develop. And but then at the end of the day, when they do crack in 
they're they're absolutely ready and you know that's the sort of thing that they kind of needed to do is just like because because he left he wanted to play first grade they just needed to get him to sign and say yeah mate you'll you'll be playing first grade give him a fucking play. debut give him a debut and go great debut sign and then chuck him back in Q Cup like it was just really shit management and that the reason it was the reason we have um Albert behind me as the new head of football is because of that because the board That's and the it. head of football was so fucking stupid they couldn't realize that. He's got the arse, and that's why we got Benny Eichen in, and we're undefeated under Eichen. Whatever. <laughs> that is the common theme when it comes to the Broncos after the last two or three years is management. Like that's the thing. It pretty much a lot of the bullshit sort of come stems from poor management, and yeah, it kind of goes time. to show. I think um, a lot of coaches from back in the day used to say that winning starts from the front office, and this sort of sort of proves that. So that's the case. Yeah, and these guys. You know, look like they're trying to fuck a doorknob or something. I've um, just got another thing written down as well, Hodgie, that I want you to clarify because it's your team. But Luai and Cleary out for the next two, three weeks, maybe. Uh, Cleary definitely. Um, Luai. I think he's well. Luai's out with the knee, and they're not not one hundred percent sure. It'll, it'll probably be a couple of weeks. Obviously, Burton goes to six, and they'll fucking bring Tyrone May back in and play seven. Yeah. Like they did last week, and it's a stupid idea, but I think that's I think he's all that we have to be honest. I don't know, it's probably not the worst time of the season for them to be out because they can still make their charge for top four, if not one or two. Don't get me wrong, it's, it's not uh, you're it's right, not, it is it's, it's not disaster just yet, but it's pretty, yeah. I just hate for the team as a whole to lose a little bit, a little bit of momentum. Like you can already see they've lost that little bit of spark that they had at the start of the year, yeah. Um, they probably they didn't play very well on against Para. They, I mean, both teams probably deserve to lose that game. Penrith got pretty, pretty lucky with the fact that Moses missed that goal at the end. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's so hard to say now. It's it's almost like um, a little bit deflating seeing how Penrith are sort of on that bit of a slide now with injury and whatnot. And Melbourne are just they've. If Melbourne's it was done it, have kicked to another level. So long, that's and, why, man. Yeah, this is this is Penrith. Well, it's not their first time at the top. They were at the top last year, but Melbourne's been at the top for what 10, 15 years. So Penrith got very got lucky to... last year in not having any injuries, though, as well. Yeah, this is only like this is where they've really like had some adversity thrown at them, and they're dealing with it okay. Like they haven't really gone out and got pumped. But there is a very noticeable difference between when Luai and Cleary are there and when they're not. And you can't, like, you look at the Storm system, they win and they consistently win because it doesn't matter if they lose players. There's other players that are going to step in and do probably not as good of a job, but will do a job that's good enough to keep the momentum and keep winning. Penrith aren't doing that. It's obviously, like, they have a little bit of depth here and there, like you got Burton and stuff that can step in, but Burton is a half. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm personally not convinced about. He's gun center and can play off other people, but and he's got a huge boot on him. But I don't know. You look at him, like play with Tyron May when both of them were out, and yeah, I don't know. I just don't think he's he's probably he, he is a good half. I'm not going to say that he's shit, but he's not clear and he's not Luai and he's not a player that's really going to lead a team around the park. And that's where but, I go back to my thing about the Bulldogs is uh, 
it's gr- it's a great signing for the Bulldogs, but is he going to be the reason that they turn around in form? I'm not I'm not convinced. What's that? Oh, I said the whole club needs to shift. Yeah, I just said the whole club needs a culture change that's in the doggies. Um, oh, they got. Mm. It's hard to even pinpoint where their problems are because on paper their team's not real bad. Like it's not yeah. great, but it's not. It's not what they've been producing, and you can kind of see it in, um, like Barrett sat down at the press conference, and his first thing was "fuck's sake!" Like I have to go through this shit again. Oh man. Yeah. And that shows so that it's him. more... Oh, man, I feel terrible. Because he's got no, coach. There'll be five well, or six other players that have played this year that won't be in that team next year. 100%. Plain house. I, I, don't want, I don't want Barrett to have to go through any, un, any more unnecessary uh, stress in case it makes his face crack. And I can't, <laughs> hand, I can't handle him losing those fucking looks, man. Such a dreamboat. Oh, mate. He'll look like complete <laughs> shit by the end of this. His three-year tenure or whatever it is. Yeah, right, uh, let's move on to the um, to the dragons. Um, obviously, it's probably the biggest story going around at the moment. I don't know. If, like, it's not a lot you can say. It's just dumb. Like everything about it's just so like it's debellum. Like, what are you doing, mate? You've been out of the game for two years for essentially something that you didn't do. You finally get back, and then the first thing you do is well, they couldn't prove. I mean, that they couldn't prove. But oh. the first thing you do is when you come back within, what, three weeks is do mm. something you know for a fact you're not supposed to be doing all, the, all for the sake of going around to your mate's place and getting on the beers. Like, Reeks of entitlement. It's come out, yeah, yeah. it's come out recently that, that um, it's come out only today or yesterday that they knew what they're doing. The coaches said, guys, like, you know, take it back a bit, you know, really take this seriously. And I, supposedly Paul Vaughan is this close to having his contract torn today because they reckon he was a bit of a ringleader. They reckon he's a bit of a oh, fucking, you know, anti-COVID, a bit of one of those type of blokes. Yeah. So he's kind of, you know, is a bit of a ringleader to the guys. And, you know, if was that's that true, his ass? Well, yeah. that's exactly right. So, yeah. you know, he, he, he's but fucking going to lose his career. Supposed someone, to be a senior someone, player. Yeah, well, no, 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 you're wrong. Someone said today, oh, well, he's supposed to be. Someone said today was um, he's played for Australia and New South Wales and he's not in the leadership group at the Dragons. There's probably a reason for that. Well, that's yeah, right. And he was right. he was already skating on thin ice prior to this incident because he's breached COVID protocol once before. Now this one, and it's like, and DeBellin hiding under a bed? Like, what are you like? Dumb, mate. Just dumb. It's just like Norman's like, wallet, man. That's the one that gets me. <laughs> the cops yeah. found his wallet. Man. You want to talk about yeah. stupid? At least take all your shit with you when you fuck off. It's just Dumb's unbelievable. Fuck, man. So yeah, over three hundred thousand dollars in fines. Um, but, but the the NRL agreed to not suspend them all at once to give the fans a reason to turn up for their games. Yeah, there's three games. That, that's yeah. bullshit in my opinion, man. Like because. Yeah. I mean, you know, it may it may come come across as a bit fucking um, old man yelling at cloud again, but um, but seriously, in what circumstance when a bunch of players fuck up do they say, okay, we're going to stagger your suspension so you don't take like too much of a hit on the field? Like, do shit, mate. It's, you fucked yeah, up. It's, 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 got, like yeah, but it's the NRL. It's the NRL doing it to save their money, man. It's because they yeah. they still have to they still have to have a product out for the people and. Don't worry, they're up here thinking, fuck, we're going to lose so much fucking money. So if we just suspend dribs and drabs, that, then, you know, people... The AFL is laughing at us. The, a, the AFL is laughing at us, eh? 
Yeah. Man, well, the AFL, AFL, fucking remember Essendon? Banned fucking 12 players for a year. Gone. You're gone, cunt. And then they just had to get top-up players for, for the next that's 12 right, months, yeah. and they got the wooden spoon. Stiff shit, mate. That's what that's you got the thing I don't top. understand. That's why, the NRL, that's why the NRL is the number one sporting code for fucking itself in the ass. Seriously. Like, <laughs> yeah. They just, yeah. That's what I don't understand is they – it's not like – the dragons are going to have to forfeit games like they will have players that will that are eligible and ability and able to play the games in lieu of those people that have got been suspended so yeah they're probably going to go out and they're probably going to get flogged but you know yeah you're not yeah, going to forfeit know. you know <laughs> like take yeah. take the 60 nil for three weeks in a row because this you did the wrong thing. thing and yeah that i've heard people say oh yeah but it like it affects the other team team members that did the right thing Okay. Good. Well, make those, matter. yeah, make those people responsible who did the wrong thing to be the people that front up and have to look at those people everywhere. Exactly. And, watch and, and, that's, and, that's when you, and that's when your club leaders need to step up and get in these guys' faces and say, I'm out here fucking busting my. Look at Ben Hunt at the moment, man. He's absolutely busting a nut for that club at the moment. Yeah. Busting, and it shows because he, um, he wasn't there. Married guy, probably yeah. at home with his wife, and you got these other mm-hmm. clowns like. Tarek, even Hunt. Tarek Sims, mate. Tarek Sims just made the New South Wales team. He's got nah, boys. I'm not, I'm not going. Yeah. But you, yeah, but, you look, and... but look at your grubs there, like Nor- Sorry, sorry, Al. Um, Norman, you know, Dufty. obviously, obviously Vaughn, Dufty, that Dylan. bloke that that bloke that almost melted Pappenhausen, that Fameonio, or his name is, the balance, yeah. like. Yeah, but like... but when you, I mean, and and that's that's the thing that's most disappointing, and that's why I think they needed to go hard at them with the suspension thing, and and make them feel their New South Wales Cup team for a couple of yep. weeks, yeah. um, because because then it gets guys like like yeah, Sims and Nor- and uh, Sims and Hunt and you know McCulloch and stuff like this to say this is bullshit. Why why are we the ones who are trying to um, get this club going? Cook Griffin, mate, he has brought that club out of the doldrums in under a season and got them in the eight. And, and this he, is how he, they repay him. He told them apparently he was the one that told them no parting tonight, no drinking, no no, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. But, yeah how he fucking did dumb they, are they? Yeah. And, They've been struggling and all year and then they get that one point loss, a uh, one point win that put him into the eight. Yeah. They finally and, got into the eight. And and now I mean, and, like, and the, oh. the the people that it should hit most of all is like yeah that like in the in the world where they did all get suspended together the fans i mean you know they it's exactly like you said dave it's all about money for the nrl they don't want to lose out but this is the sort of thing that the fans need to cop and so they can start contacting the club and saying we're not putting up with this bullshit well, they need to you know respond vote with your feet fans and yeah, yeah. and they, and it's they fuck it's fucked that a player and a group of players could treat their fans like that well, the fans aren't happy because they put Vaughan's house on the news. Do you see that? They no, show footage of, footage of his house and fans have been going past tooting their horns at all hours of the morning. Really? Yeah, yelling out, oh, yeah. He, they had his house on the news. Like, this is where the party if was. And people smart, if, if the board's smart, they need to cull Vaughan, Corey Norman, Dufty. Like, they need a big cull because I think... Well, they're already culling Dufty, yeah. Norman's already on contract next year. What's his name was there as well? Moose Maguire? Like, like it's just a uh, bunch of... Uh, Guys that fuck yeah. that culture, mate. They need to fuck Moose, them. Yeah, exactly. All, all, all serial fuckwits. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Mate, you're right. Maguire was all right until he went to the Cowboys. I think. But, um, <laughs> Clean skin. I can't believe... Uh, I can't believe... Clean. Um, 
Oh, anyway, yeah. let's. Uh, that's obviously <coughs> dragons are fucked. Their their season's essentially over. I think after this, I don't. I can't see how they're going to remain in the eight or do anything until next year. It'll be interesting to see who they're on contract and if Vaughn um, gets to keep his contract. Uh, we're going to State of Origin Game 2, uh, New South Wales Raptors. Yeah, just skip that. Skip that. <laughs> um, better, closer game than uh, Game 1, but, um, God, Queensland's team at the moment is struggling a little bit as far as selections playing on the field. Um, yeah, I think... Oh, I think we just lost Maybe in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, okay. DCE, if Norben... Um, I think they're probably looking to be a, like, a bit better going forward. They do have a few young stars and everything coming through at the moment, but at the moment, you've got people like DCE, who his attitude after the game probably wasn't the best. Um, I think their effort was better. but Munster at half-time said it himself in the interview. He said like, the halves aren't controlling the game. Like no shit, we didn't have the, I mean, we didn't we 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 weren't allowed to. Like New South Wales were running up six seven meters in, in in defense and like smothering the halves, and then all of a sudden now our forwards are making a two meter gain. Well, you look like, at their game. when they they kicked off New South Wales, their first defensive set. I think New South Wales barely got out of their ten. The very next defensive set, I think New South Wales gained thirty or forty meters easily, and that was the last time they put in a good defensive yep. set. Was aside from the first one, so it's just like. Yeah, I mean, again, their team on paper shouldn't shouldn't be as far behind New South Wales as what they are. But yeah. I don't know what's going well, on we, with the camp this year. But it seems it's like you said with that with that communication stuff and like the halves not getting what they need. I mean, it's a tale of two of, of two teams, isn't it? When you've got one set of halves. I mean, and like I said, on paper, DCE and Munster, they they're like a great halves combo. They won the Origin together last year. They're both Australian representatives, um, but they can't do everything. Um, they, they've got no go-ahead from their forwards and everything. I mean, Cleary, on the other hand, is is playing for New South Wales. He's the best half in the game. Um, and then they put a team around him, which, which is just like, you know, win, win this game, Cleary, and it's the equivalent of giving fucking Usain Bolt a scooter and saying run 100 metres. Like, you know, he doesn't need it. He's he's got he's got the tools he needs on his own, but then they've given him everything else, and it's like fuck. What do you do? How do you compete? Well, the issue is is their go forward and their aggressiveness. It's just not there. Like you look at um, Papali, I think, like played a fairly good game. Like he he obviously made yeah. a difference. Um, Welsh, I'm still I'm not really. He's just he's, he's just, just hard yards. He's just yeah. But run the run the ball up, make the hard tackles like. It's well, a little well, bit like the I'm Queensland okay halves. I'm okay. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, he's, a high, he's, he's a high mark. Definitely, he's definitely yeah. up there. But again, he's not as effective when the other guys around him aren't doing what they should be. It'll be interesting to see Capewell in the second row. I think oh, he, I, I think he'll add in. That's where he belongs. Where he needs to be, 100%. Yeah. But, 100%. Um, without getting too much into game three, I think New South Wales by at least 20 again. Especially, oh, down, especially know, down there. Yeah, you said that about game two, aren't you? Like, uh, yeah, but it was, it was also a lot closer, and then it sort of like. And, uh, <laughs> well, and well Green's done much. the right thing. Green's done the right thing again, and um, after a big loss, dropped the winger, and because um, <laughs> so 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, felt thank fuck he's gone. <laughs> Seriously. How long he, has he contracted? At the Cowboys? One year. Only one year. He, <laughs> he's not back next year, I don't think. Yeah, it's almost like they're waiting for fucking Bennett to be finished at South this year. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I... I think that that is the case. I reckon Ben will be back uh, coaching Queensland full-time next year. No, Green got um, extended, didn't he? No. no. He's only got Dave? one year, man. Oh, okay. No, he's only, got, he's only got one year. Which sort of says in itself that they probably weren't that convinced with him to start yeah. with. Maybe they just didn't have any other options. It's, it's, it's rough. It's rough on both sides because, you know, it, it, I mean, I don't think he's good enough at this stage, but at the same time, they've not said to him, listen, you've got a few years to develop the squad you want and stuff. The, mm. the, it's it's just basically hold the reins for a minute. That's Yeah, that's what it seems like is happening. And I, don't, I personally, I just don't think he's an origin coach. It's it's shown with his... And our coaching. Well, look at the, <laughs> the team that he's had. Like, obviously, the team hasn't really done what they probably should have, but he definitely hasn't coached them the way that they should have been in yeah. the way he's selected and he's stuck with people like Felt when everyone could see that after game one that he probably shouldn't have been there, he shouldn't have got a second chance. But I don't know. I mean, I, I personally think that it's, it's going to be a better uh, contest. The game's going to be a lot slower. Um, I think it still says that they're playing in Sydney, but I can't see that happening. I, don't I would assume that they're going to Newcastle. Yeah. So it's going to be, the game will be a lot slower. It'll be a lot more... Um, sort of not wet weather, but much more dewy and slippery. Newcastle uh, rain for sure. Yeah, I can't. I can't really imagine that New South Wales are going to put more than thirty on, uh, not in those conditions. And I think I'm, I kind of like the. I like that Hunt starting at nine. I like that Capel's going back to the second row. Yeah. Um, I feel kind of bad for Molo not getting the game. I thought he was great. Molo was one of the best. Yeah. Super aggressive man. Yeah, really unlucky yeah. to miss out, but again, yeah, I would have, I would have done green. I would have ditched for feeder or bloody Tino, Tino for you know, probably Tino. He's been disappointing, man. He's, he's, been, been, he's, been, he's, been, complete, he's been a bit complete cat, mate. His club form has been pretty good this year, like for feeder as well. But those two in games one and two really were just. I think that is Fida, like it's it's easy to say like from where I'm sitting, but I think those two especially were just like ah oh, well we're in the team. Fafida seems to be he's one of those classic players that when the team's going good, he's unstoppable. But yeah. unless he's been spoon-fed, he's just completely not effective at all. Like to the point where it's like, are you even trying? Like, are you trying to get your hands on the ball? Are you trying to put pressure on in defense? Like, what are you doing out there? Like uh, in um Tino's defense, I feel like his effort is still there a lot of the time. It's just for whatever reason, it's not working for him as well it does at club form but yeah I, I would have I definitely would have um, dropped um, old mate 100% for feeder I just don't think he deserves to keep his spot there um, so we'll go with the ins and outs um, so New South Wales outs uh, Saifedi's gone now uh, Cleary and Luai obviously so White moves to 5'8 uh, Moses comes in at number 7 uh, Coruscant now comes from the extended bench to 14. And my one of my favorite forwards in the world, Fanukin, uh, comes in onto the bench from the extended bench. And I'm kind of, I don't want anyone in New South Wales to get injured or whatever, but Nico Hines has been moved to the extended bench, and I would kill to watch him 
get a get a run. Well, Even though it doesn't really make sense, it's kind of like that AJ Brinson thing. I don't know where where or how you'd use him, but I just I'd love to see him at that. Man, Excellent. you guys with your depth at the moment. Remember yesterday when they announced that Sofidi's out. I've I've gone fuck yes, thank Christ. And then they said, yeah, so Panukin's in now. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's yeah. sake, <laughs> like you know, it's, come on. It's pretty it's hectic at the moment. We're definitely going through. It's just like it's sort of how Origin is. You get there's ebbs and flows. You got like New South Wales are just in that era for whatever reason. We've just we've managed to have heaps of depth. Hopefully it lasts a little while. Um, so Queensland's outs felt, thank God, I think everyone's happy about that. Uh, McCulloch, is he injured or was he involved in something with the Dragons? I think it's just, just lost his spot. So not required. Uh, and then Molo, obviously, is, I, I think he's very unlucky to have lost his spot. Uh, a few big ins. Uh, Ponga goes to fullback. The hammer comes in on... In the centre, yeah, I think that is. I think that's great for can you great use long his, term. Can you use these real names, please? Oh, I don't. I couldn't even do you. Hammer Tabio Fabio. Yeah, I don't know. He's the hammer. Um, AJ Brimson comes in at fourteen. I actually don't Anthony, think so, to be honest. Alexander. Um, which is another weird one. I don't really. I don't. It didn't work in game one, so I don't know why he's come back. And then Kurtman and Flegler is on the extended bench and. Am I incorrect in saying that Flegler's not even in the Broncos team at the moment? Oh, is he coming yeah. from? Is he coming from Queensland Cup or is he? No, nah, no, nah, he comes off the bench nah. for us. But I think right. he's in and out of the starting side. Yeah, um, they're looking for a bit of you know, chuck him in the camp and see if it improves. He he has glimpses, mate, but he's poo. He's poo overall. I would actually. He's, um, um, he's got hands. He's got hands like feet, man. Oh really? Oh, that's that's what you want at that level. <laughs> I'd actually, uh, I would put, um, I don't rate him at all, but I would put Kurt Mann in um, at 14 over um, Brimson. Well, as, as dumb as this sounds, it would make more sense to have Brimson at fullback and Ponger at 14. Um, just because Ponger can offer actually. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, look at when he played 14. It. I think he played 14 in his first game and he yeah, freaking he did. He killed, it. killed it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but I still wouldn't do it. I would just. Um, drop AJ um, and you know through no fault of his own he is he is a gun and he deserves a Queensland jersey but there's just not room for him unfortunately I think the biggest um, the reason I was saying before about why I think the scores are going to be much closer other than the conditions this Queensland team has more points in them than clearly the other two teams but with Ponga and Hammer coming into the side, I'm, I'm liking the fact that they're not just being like, oh, shit, we have to defend New South Wales. They're coming out and they've got a team that can actually put on points mm-hmm. as opposed to being strictly about defence. And um, if this is, like, this is the game where Queensland's forwards have to stand up 100%, otherwise... Even if it's just a, even if it's, if it's a close loss, but there's improvement, it's improvement for next year's series. But I'll if they go what, in, yeah. if they go into this game like they the, the shit they dished up in Townsville and Brisbane, and their lack of effort, then it does nothing for us next year. But if they can finish Tino, within ten points, that's a win for Queensland. I think. Yeah. Man, one yeah. one of the sad, most exciting man. things about yeah. that for me is um, Capewell 
going into the back row where he belongs. Uh, like that's going to make a, a really good difference, I think, uh, in in defence and attack. Is he on the same he, side as Hammer? Uh, I'm not sure how they'll be lining up. Yeah, um, you would think. I think Gagai's right side. Gagai's right side. Yeah, Hammond plays left club. Uh, oh, so it might be. Uh, they might put Kafusi with Hammer as far as like I'm talk- thinking about defensive reads. Well, Kafusi usually plays right side as well. So yeah. So Do you what? I'd might, probably. I'll. So prob- might be Capewell Hammer. I would tend to go sort of that more aside from the defensive aspect. I'd go. I'd lean towards Capel and Hammer, just because I think Capel has more of an ability than Confuci to so give who's him right centre for New South Wales? Uh, it would be, yeah. Tommy Turbo. Turbo and Latrell's on the left. Yeah. I think... Um, um, who, who definitely had a quieter game in game two, but that's not saying much. Um, he was still probably top three players on the ground. Yeah, but then you look on the other side and Latrell's killing Yeah, Latrell's so, so just So just on that, Men of the series, who you got? I'm going Teddy at this stage. Uh, I'm going Turbo. Just because I think he had such a big game in game one, he had a pretty good game two, and I think that he will have an exceptional game three. Having said that, I've got man of the match for Latrell. (laughs) Yeah, I got Latrell for the men of the series. I think he's um, Mm -hmm. had two great first games, and... He did a lot of things like um, that weren't wrapped, you know, that one-on-one steal on felt that gave them the momentum. Um, heaps of other stuff, mate. But... I think it was very unlucky to not get men in the match in game two. Could could Cleary or Luai? No, get... I reckon. No, could, I, I'm sorry. Could Cleary or Luai get men of the series like Munster last year playing two games? No, no, definitely. Nah, Mun- Munster was so influential in game yeah, three last year. I know. Yeah. I think Cleary and Luai. Played fantastic, but they just did their job for what they needed to do for the yeah. real big stars to do it, do their thing. Mm. Um, speaking of, so we'll go to um, game three. So we'll go who to win a scoreline uh, and how much money you got? Uh, first try scorer and uh, man. We're going to do that here, Liam. What do you got, Liam? So who's okay. going to win? What's the margin? New South Wales. By twenty plus at eight dollars fifty. I oh, know. Sorry. Um. No, I'll go. New South Wales are going to win game three comfortably in wherever they play. Doesn't matter if it's in fucking Zimbabwe What's your or New Zealand. What's your uh, exact score? I'm gonna go forty-four to ten. Forty-four to ten. Damn. Uh, who's your first try scorer? Latrell. And man of the match. Latrell. Uh, Stocksy. Same questions. Um, I think I'm going to tip more in line with the heart and once again. Um, I think Queensland just have too much pride on the line here. Uh, and and as, as, as funny as it sounds, playing in Queensland in drier conditions suits New South Wales more. So maybe playing oh, yeah. in the wet in New South Wales is actually going to be beneficial to Queensland. Um, so if, if it is a, a bit of a dewy, wet game, which I'm hoping it is, um, closer game and maybe 22 to 18, hoping for with Queensland getting the biggies. Oh, you think uh, this is going to win? Tipping with the heart, mate. 
that's fair. That's fair. Um, just saying, you know, that if if they do what they need to do and and play play for pride, then I think they can get the job done in in sticky conditions. Um, first try scorer. First try. Let's go hammer on debut. Hammer. And um, what else am I predicting? Man, the match. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm in the event of a Queensland win under these conditions. I'm, I'm thinking Ben Hunt might might be best on out of hooker. I think he'll have a good game, to be honest. Yeah, really. Yeah, I, I was I was quite impressed with him in game two. Like I thought yeah. he was one of our better players. So. Yeah, and just going back to your speech as well at the end. <laughs> just going yeah. back to your um, first try scorer, of the hammer. How unlucky was he the other day with that? Bloody chicken. That, that would have almost been tried the season. That was unbelievable. Mm. Oh, shit. Uh, right, Dave. Uh, so who's going to win and what's the score line? Um, yeah, I can't even bet with my heart, to be honest. I think New South Wales will get up. I think it'll be a little closer, but I think they'll win comfortably. I think it'll be 22 to 6 to New South Wales. First try score will be Addo Carr, man of the match. I'm going to go Latrell. I've gone... Fairly similar. I've got New South Wales to win 24-10. Uh, first try scorer to all. And oh. uh, made of the match, Latrell. I think he'll have a pretty big game. But I, I, I really think that the conditions are going to be um, much more of a factor Do we? than game one and two. You and me have a bet on, don't we? Yeah, 50. Do you, what's your details? I'll send it now. <laughs> <laughs> Get over and I'm, I'm not like I. I think that uh, Queensland have a long way to go to get that. Like obviously, there are two pretty big score lines in one and two. I just think this game is going to be vastly different. Like with missing um, Cleary and Luai. Someone was saying, and they brought up a good point that they brought in Cleary. And... Is he out? Sacked by the Dragons. Just in. Oh. Sorry, to interrupt. That's crazy. Eight hundred grand. That is crazy. Wow, that's what he was Good getting call. paid. Eight hundred grand. Good call. I mean, him. ballsy, real ballsy. Look, look, Broncos need a replacement for Lodge. I'm just saying, Stocksy. I, I won't rule it out. I tell you what, any team that picks him up is it's not good. It's not a bad option. Like obviously, he has his issues as far as being a clubman goes, and they they seem to come to the um, the conclusion that they're going to sack him. Reasonably easy, like it only took a few days. Blue more Hetherington, that's all we need, mate. Hetherington, uh, yeah, sorry, what was that? Toby Hetherington, <laughs> oh. the good um, one. What I was saying before with uh, New South Wales, they bought uh, Cleary and Luai in as a halves pairing and then essentially got New South Wales to play like the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Someone brought up a good point in that. If they were going to continue to do that, then they should have bought in, kept White on the bench, bring in Reynolds and Walker, and then get everyone to play like the Bunnies. Obviously, they well, they've got that. the combo with um, what's his name at Hooker. They got have that. They would have had Damien Cook and then mm. fucking Cam Murray. Like the, they could have moved to Latrell to fullback for the game. Yeah, they could have also yeah essentially completely changed the way the team was. Even bringing um, uh, I think Crichton off the bench. To start him and moving um, 
Oh, they, Murray. To 13, to, yeah, to 13. They could have essentially been, yeah, like that whole middle section being the bunnies. But, I mean, they haven't. They've gone with Moses. I can kind of understand why he's only 27, so he's somewhat the future if Cleary isn't available. I'm just not, I'm, it, I'm just not that sold on him, to be honest. Imagine if it comes down to New South Wales needing a, a penalty goal to, to win, like, you know, they're one point down and, and Moses lines up for the kick. And... If he misses, <laughs> he's never, never played again. <laughs> just imagine it. If it was the exact same circumstances as the Dragons came the other day. He'd be going to England. Oh, um, right. So that's pretty much. I, I want that to happen now. for him to miss. Yeah, for sure. Well, I don't want him to get it. <laughs> well, it would yeah, just be so true. funny if it happened. I'm not afraid of that. Right. But um, no, no one Moses, he's going to try his hardest and he's, he'll overplay his hand. I can just fucking see it happening where he'll get really good ball from Cook. He'll have space to give it to Tommy Turbo, Latrell, or Teddy at the back, and he'll just. Going yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my issue. Is I think he, though. I think he is going to play selfishly, and he's going to be wanting to be come off the field, and everyone being like, "Oh, like now we have to question it if we're going to pick Moses or Cleary." Mm-hmm. And you remember, I don't um, think that that's going to happen. Like what he thinks few, will happen, but I think will. Remember a few years ago, um, Michael Ennis getting dropped for Robbie Farah, and Farah did exactly that, where he came yeah. in and he tried to try exactly to be the that. hero. Yeah, and and he just. Balled it up, and and he might have even, if I if I'm not mistaken, he, he might have even um, given the ball to Josh Dugan for a field goal attempt, who proceeded to go. Think, what yeah, the fuck am actually, I doing with the yeah, ball? I'm pretty sure that did happen. Do you remember that? Yeah, vaguely. I just yeah. think you look at how Moses is in the Eels, and I think he holds this position of, um, like being a rung above every other player. Like you look at how he spoke to Gutho the other day or the other week and yeah. people did come out and say, oh, that's just how they talk to each other. But like you have to be a certain person that is willing to talk to someone that way. And yeah. I don't know if Moses is, I don't, I think his ego is too big to have the ability to take a back seat to the players that are much better in that team than he is as far as. Agreed. I agree hundred percent. And yeah, well, like you said, Dave, depends. I think he's, he's going to be the shining star of this game. And I don't think he's—I don't think he has the ability to do that. Like he's not—he's not, he's not so better he's, than he's, a lot of the people. He's obviously going to be driving the team, like because it's not going to be White and no, but, Moses. But at the same time, Moses—the best thing he could do is listen to White because, I mean, he's—he's he's played a fair bit of Origin now. Um, he's played in a grand final and stuff like, you know, Whiten is someone that Moses needs to listen to coming in fresh like this. Which I agree with, but I just don't think that he will. I don't think. Not, um, yeah, not, not, yeah, obviously drive the team, but get some advice from him. But yeah, uh, ego. But instead of like, you have to be willing to like do what Cleary has been doing and give the early ball, like don't make it about yourself, make it about the guns around you that are going to do something with it. But I mean, we'll see, maybe he will. Maybe well, but on the, on the flip side of that before, as well, so. Turbo, Turbo and Latrell, uh, they demand the ball as well. Like, you know, it, it'd be hard to not not give them ball when they want it. Yeah, I mean, time will tell. We'll see how we go. I mean, I, I think it's going to be. I think game three will be the best game to watch. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, move on to our um, top three hookers. Uh, Dave, do you want to go first? Sure. Um... 
I'll do it in a three, two, one. But okay. um, number three, a um, bit of a smoky, is uh, Steve Walters, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. So much of a smoky. <laughs> we discussed this. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll leave it to you, Alan. You're, you, you can talk as much as you want about why, but I just think it's Steve Walters. My number two, um, and it, honestly, like, he is... My number two and number one are really close, but Danny Badiris is my number two. Like growing up, I just remember him being just such a formidable hooker, and he just does. He, he just combines so well with New South Wales um, and Andrew Johns. Their partnership was underrated. I know Joey gets a lot of raps. Like, fuck, he had a lot of really, really good delivery from uh, from Danny Badiris there. Oh, and number man. yeah, it's, it's it's you know, and he's got the whole game. And number one, I couldn't go past Cam Smith. Um, you know, like just. His resume speaks for itself, and um, he, he 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 had he had, a, he had the whole game too, and he, he was such a smart player. Like when it comes to intelligence, like if we were to be rating the most intelligent footballer of all time, he'd be the number one as well. And that's, he's also the number one hooker yeah. for obvious reasons. All right, Soxie, do you want to expand on the Walters? Um. So yeah, my number two is also Danny Badiris. Um, and the reason why he, he, he was my number two is because he was, at his time, he was the best hooker that had ever played the game. And I say at his time because he replaced Steve Walters for that title. Steve Walters was the best hooker that had ever played the game up until Betsy. Mm. Um, you, you don't hear too much about it this day, but these days. And that, um, but he, he, was in, he was in an absolutely spectacular Raiders side in the 80s and 90s. Uh, he was, um, for the better part of that time, he was the incumbent Queensland hooker and Australian hooker as well. Um, but, yeah, he, he sort of reinvented the way hooker was played at the time. Uh, so, yeah, that's Steve Walters, my number three, replaced by Bedsy. And number one, pretty obvious, Robbie Farrah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just see him sitting on the scoreboard at Leichhardt. Like... <laughs> Isn't that the shittest photo ever? I hate that. But, but you do remember when he declared himself as better than Cam Smith. Um, yeah, no, all jokes aside, Cam Smith, it's not a, it's not a debate. Um, he's the best hooker that's ever been. And he's, in my opinion, he's the greatest rugby league footballer of all time. Um, you know, He's, he's the Jordan of the NRL. What do you got, Bradley? I'll go three, two, one, and I've gone with not necessarily the flashiest player around. And one, Alan Stocks declared him as looking like a toddler running with a shitty nappy, but Jake Friend just tackled, packed a scrum, showed up, premiership player. Um, oh, it's pretty sad, man. Like Queensland he, series winner. Queensland series winner. I was pretty sad when he. Uh, was forced to retire, but just a just a decent hooker man. Like he was just nothing flashy, nothing over the top, but just yeah, tough, in that, tough, in that tough, tough, strong. Just in that good Roosters era of a um, yeah, just great hooker. Number two, who was the hooker before him? Sorry, who was the hooker? I can't remember there being a hooker before Friend. Guy, he was around so for long. probably ten years. Uh, probably Orbison, uh, his brother. Oh, uh, Mitch, is, is it? Who's the other one? He yeah. had a brother, but that played a lot of nine. Oh, was it Craig Wing? Oh. No, Craig Wing was earlier. Um, it was 
his uh, Mitch Orbison's brother played there a lot. I don't know whether he was sort of there consistently, but he was definitely one of them. Yeah, sorry, Brad. Yeah, I was thinking about. What was that? Yeah, guy, yeah we'll, we'll we'll um we'll have the answer for fans uh, the next podcast. <laughs> um, number two, I've gone because I love him. I love him as a commentator. I love him as a footballer. I yes. love what he did in Canberra against the uh, fans with the uh, yes. Who is it, Dave? Oh, <laughs> yes, Mickey Ennis. Mickey Ennis. Mickey Ennis. He was, Didn't know. I wanted to put him in there so bad. Didn't know, but yeah. he started his career at Newcastle. Yeah. Ennis, Ennis. In 99 yeah. or something yeah. like that. It was a long no, time ago. No, he's only 37. My age, our age, your age. Is he um, even, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's... Oh, yeah, he definitely not... started, started at the Bulldogs. No, no, Dragon, no he, he played at the Dragons, Dragons before that. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. he was at he was with the Broncos before with he was the Broncos. Bulldogs. Yeah, he's been around a lot of clubs. He was having yeah, house parties yeah. after his time at Newcastle. And then number um so yeah, Ennis, just 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 fun man. Like he always knew there was going to be some shit with him, but he he's he's gone into TV now and like all his beef with Hindy's just a massive laugh now. And he 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 I think consults at uh Canberra. Is that right, Stoxy? He does some shit with Ricky. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, just oh, I liked Ennis and uh number one. We've all said it. I don't think he's the greatest of all time, but he's definitely one of is Cam Smith. But we can get into who I think the greatest footballer ever is. Current assistant at Queensland Marines. I was um, way off with him. He debuted in 2003, <laughs> not 99. Um, my top three, uh, this this actually the first position where I felt comfortable doing an actual 3-2-1. Um, my number three is Benny Elias. Uh, if you talk to, he's sort of, probably teetering on the edge of our generation. He sort of probably played most of his footy sort of before like the late 80s into the early 90s. But uh, you ask, not necessarily ask, but you hear people talk about from that generation who was one of the best players going around at the time, and they say it was Benny Elias. Um, you said before, Stocks about Steve Walters changing the way hookers played. And I actually Ooh. believe Ben Elias paved that way for how because you look at the hookers from the early 80s he was the, he was the first one to start becoming quite creative and taking scoots from yeah. from hooker um so i got him tough as nails small small bloke but a gun a especially for that time <laughs> bit of a flog now but gun for that time um Ooh. my number two danny badiris sort of the same as everyone else for all the same reasons and um Number one was Cam Smith. RSL. But <laughs> he's not far off. He's not far off. I did say you thought you were going to say Luke Privis then, but okay. There, oh, there are a couple of other notable hey. mentions. Like I had a four and five in mind, but there's a lot of a lot of good ones. Lee saying um Mick Annis is right up there. Um, Barra. Jake Friend, obviously. James, James Orbison, that's his name. Was it? Barra. Everyone just going to ignore me I mean, when I say Farah. I actually, to be <laughs> yeah, honest, for, uh, for, a lot of, <laughs> for a lot of his career, he wasn't he wasn't a bad hooker. Yeah. He, he's one of those players that probably played a few seasons too long and was too loved, Farrah. loved, yeah. loved uppercuts in the scrum. Loved that. Oh, and when you were talking about, that. and if you're talking about Tigers hookers who are massive flogs, uh, Elias doesn't even come second to. <laughs> To daylight, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, massive. Back into my brother-in-law's car once. <laughs> Benny Elias. No, Farrah. Oh, Farrah. 
Do you know the thing that got me with Farah? You remember there was a segment on the footy show years ago um, where Bo... Um, the restaurant? We went to the restaurant, to yeah. Farrah's restaurant, and start smashing plates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's just like any anyone would sort of like, you know, take the joke of that. But Farrah was fucking filthy ass. He was just seeing like, dollar signs roll over. Yeah, he, he, was just, he was just thinking, like, oh, yeah, yeah, real funny. Yeah, he's, he's, well, he's going to pay for it. Yeah. And Not much like, of a fun stuff. Yeah. Yalla, bro. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, uh, probably. If you think about it, there's probably um, oh, arguably more. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, I just thought of Nick Cooperatus as well. You remember him? He was he yeah, was kind of yeah. a second role though, wasn't he as well? No, Nick Pilatus is the owner <laughs> of the NRL. Yeah, no. <laughs> City forward. <laughs> sorry, just had right. that moment. Well, uh, move into we'll wrap it up with round seventeen tips. So we got we'll go around the board. Manly Raiders, Brad. Manly, just because even with Tommy losing. out, Tommy and yeah. DC out, and Jake out, Jake's injured, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, at, yeah, at no Lotto, White or Papali either. So. At, at, Lotto, at Lotto Land or Four Pines, what do they call these days? Uh, um, yeah, Four Pines Park. Yep, go Manly. Stocksy. Yeah, Manly. Dave. Yeah, Manly. So. Yeah, I've got a Manly as well. Um, bunnies and Cowboys, Brad. Oh, man, why are you doing me like that? Yeah. I mean, they're missing a few, the Bunnies. They're missing a few. Cam no Murray Mattrell. and Jai Arrow. No Mattrell. Murray. Yeah, no but Cody Arrow. Walk. Rabbitohs, easily. They've got a lot. They've, to be honest, they say it. They've got a lot of it. A lot of outs. Yeah. Big outs. outs. Big outs. And yeah. big ones too, yeah. We had a full team against Newcastle. We couldn't do anything, so I'm going to Rabbitohs. Uh, yeah, I'll go the bunnies as well. Um, Walker will have pretty good control of that team. And uh, Dave? Yeah, bunnies too strong. Yeah, I've gone bunnies. Um, dogs, the roosters, Brad. Roosters, easy. Stocksy? Yeah, we'll get chooks. Dave? Chooks by a lot. I'm actually surprised that um, the Bulldogs are only paying seven dollars for that win. It would be much more than that. Um, yeah, I've got Chooks as well. Um, Sharks versus Warriors, Brad. God, this is a 50 50 game, I think. Warriors. Soxy? Is this where someone goes, Walsh is out? I'm like, oh, Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> no, Warriors. No, I'll go, I'll go Warriors as well. Matt Lodge to. Carver. 180 meters. Yeah. First yeah. game. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think sharks will bounce back. I think sharks will get off this one. I've got worries, but I'm not overly confident. Yeah, I'm not. This is the one I Very, the tough uh, game for the round. Yeah. Broncos uh, due for it. a win this week as well. Uh, guaranteed two points for the Broncos this week. Good win against the boy. Yep. Already, that's it. Um, quick shout out. Quick shout got out. A, got a birthday today. Pity. Unbelievable. Drives me nuts sometimes. Oh, and if you, wanted, actually. if you want to share the podcast as well, Pity, and get us up to two million followers, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> just one out, brother. Just one out. Just, just, just a mention, like. <laughs> so yeah, um, happy birthday, Jordan. Happy birthday, Pitt. 
Love you, mate. Get you on here next week with your shirt off, mate. Watch the fucking viewers go up then. <laughs> Put a few little shark tattoos on you. Yeah, we'll